Welcome to the Hot Slice Podcast by Pizza Today Magazine. So I am your host, Denise Greer, and I'm executive director here at Pizza Today. And with me, whoa, is our esteemed editor-in-chief, Jeremy White. <laughs> Hello, Jeremy. Hey, Denise. I'm rocking the Pizza and Pineapple 24 oh, shirt that uh, Josh Cowan designed for Pizza. I Expo. love it. This was my favorite shirt design. Um, there's... I don't talk politics a whole lot. There's no doubt who I'm voting for in 24. I'm voting for pizza and pineapple <laughs> in every on every ballot I can access, pizza and pineapple. You know, I love that. And you know what? I, I have that same shirt too. And when I wear my pizza and pineapple shirt out, I get so many comments and people walk up to me wanting to have a whole discussion on the subject. So it's yes, definitely yes. sparks conversation. So that, I, that's I a always get comments as well. Has anyone tried to fight you yet? Has anyone been like, yeah, so yeah. irate and angry yeah. that how dare you support pineapple and pizza? Yeah. No. yeah. Somebody telling me <laughs> that I was just that I didn't know pizza because I thought pineapples belonged on pizza. Uh, so I was just like, no, I, I, I'm just going to I'm just going to nod and let them be right. Cause that's just what you got to do. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm here for the pineapple. I really am. I am too. I love pineapple. <laughs> All right. Okay. So what are we, what are we doing Jeremy today? Cause it's just, you uh, and I. today's a fun podcast. We're, we're doing a, a mailbag. Um, okay. All of us, yourself, myself, others on the pizza expo and pizza today team. We, mm-hmm. we constantly throughout any given week receive numerous emails from pizza today readers um, sometimes they just have a, a question like, Hey, I saw that Chris Decker recommended two tablespoons of olive oil in this recipe. Yeah. Can you tell me why? Or so, you know, yeah. I just made that one up of course, yeah. but, but, and sometimes just to tell us how great an article was or mm-hmm. to talk about pizza expo, we, we, we always get, um, you know, letters to the editor almost, um, for lack of a better word. And every once in a while we, we stockpile them up and we come on the podcast and we, we read a few and, and we answer them or talk about them. And it, it's always one of my favorite podcasts to do because we are, we are just getting to the heart of what the pizzeria operators on the ground are saying to us. So I love it. And I love that because I love when operators reach out to us. So let's go mm-hmm. ahead and jump this off before we even get into a single uh, message. How can people get a hold of us? So with me, you can email me at D Greer, G-R-E-E-R at pizzatoday.com. Too easy. And I'm Jay White, J-W-H-I-T-E at pizzatoday.com. Super easy. Super easy. All right. So now, you, now you've written down our email addresses. So when, when you have the ideas after this, you're going to send us an email. Why not? All right. Go for it. All right. Next. I'm going to jump into the first letter. We've got, uh, we've we had an email come in from, uh, from Brenda at Brenda's Pizzeria. She is in the state of Maryland and um, she attended Pizza Expo back in March. It was not her first Pizza Expo. Okay. And she sent in this great letter that said, um, hey, Jeremy, the Pizza Expo was so good this year. We brought 12 of our staff. I love that. First off, before we get on, I love that. You know, we see Nick Bogas from Caliente brings a large crew uh, from Ferrelli's Pizza out in the state of Washington, usually bring a large contingent and, and there yeah. are others that we see. And that's really the way to do it. We've talked about this before, Denise, yeah. but we have so many seminars, demonstrations, the show floor is busy. Yeah. You can't be two places at once. When you bring a large crew with you, you can divide and conquer. You can hit all the seminars. So props to Brenda for that. Um, Absolutely. And what a reward for her team. 
yeah. know that right. that your operator cares about you so much that they're going to take you to an international trade show of the magnitude of Pizza Expo. You know, I mean, it's amazing. That's right. That's right. And and so to Brenda's point here, she says that um, she brought a crew of 12 with her mm-hmm. and she's glad she did. She said there were so many great seminars, but a few of the really good ones we were most interested in were happening at the same time. This is true. We run the program yeah. concurrently. We have the rooms when we have the rooms, uh, we fill them. And so, yes, it yeah. oftentimes you may want to see seminar A and seminar D and they're both at the same time. Yeah, uh, that is true. So she said, I'm really glad I brought a large staff. Um, the seminars were all really attended. Uh, there was one day we almost didn't get to finish seeing everything on the show floor because we spent so much time in the seminars, <laughs> which is really cool. And then she went on to say, uh, last year's Pizza Pasta Northeast show were great. And the seminars there were excellent as well. It would be really nice if you could do a gelato seminar in Las Vegas. You did one in Pizza Pasta Northeast. Yep. It was a hit. I really enjoyed it. I think the family was from Pittsburgh that did the class. I think it was Mercurio's. Anyway, yeah. could you maybe do one at Pizza Expo in Las Vegas? So, Brenda, yeah. here's what I'm going to say to you. Uh, you are right. Anna Cruset from uh, Mercurio's did a an outstanding presentation on gelato in Atlantic City last year at PPNE. Let's talk Pizza Pasta Northeast coming up October 1 and 2. Anna is going to be presenting as well. She's going to talk about gelato and not just gelato. She's going to talk about other frozen desserts besides Mm -hmm. gelato. Yeah. Brenda, I hear you loud and clear. You want to see her in Las Vegas in 24 doing gelato and frozen desserts? Like, I'm not going to publicly make a promise right now because I've got to talk to Anna and make sure she's available. (laughs) But uh, Brenda, I hear you loud and clear. And when we are in Atlantic City in October, we will talk to Anna about doing a a presentation on gelato or frozen desserts in in Vegas in March. How's that? Hey, that sounds wonderful. You know, frozen... (laughs) Frozen anything is challenging, you know, especially for pizzeria operators, because a lot of, you know, there are some operations that are like, we pride ourselves on not having a freezer, only having refrigeration. Um, So to bring in uh, a freezer for that, uh, you know, it gets kind of challenging. But I will say that having gelato is well worth it. it. It's just amazing. You know, we we have a pizzeria within an hour's drive of us that uh does homemade gelato and you just went there and it it's amazing to be able to have house-made gelato it's just and the unique Mm -hmm. flavors that you get regionally when you can um throw a spin on a local you know like right now i just went to yesterday i went to a blueberry farm how awesome would that be to incorporate local blueberries into a gelato and there's so many local local products. I just think that would be, I think it's amazing. I agree. I, I, I love, I love gelato. I, I'm a big lemon fan. So you're talking mm-hmm. about blueberry. I'm thinking a lim- like a lemon, lemon. flavor I'm yeah. all for it, but, yeah. but you're right. It's not, uh, it's not for everyone because it's not easy to manage and, and pull mm-hmm. off. It takes, takes a lot of, uh, a lot of time and dedication and, and expertise. So, um, mm-hmm. Props to Brenda for asking about that. Hey, I've got another good uh, email too, Denise, that came All in right. from Tyler Carson of Tymark Restaurant Group in Rhode Island. And he said, um, 
our experience at Pizza Expo this past March was excellent. Mm -hmm. Our team found the expo floor and the seminars to be very educational, well-organized, and full of great networking slash partnership building opportunities. Yeah. It's certainly something we'd like to do again in the future. He then tells us a little bit about his business. Uh, my business partner, Mark Latz, and I formally started Timark Restaurant Group eight years ago. We're based out of Southern New England. We currently have six locations and a catering business and are currently seeing roughly $11 million annually in revenue. Wow. We are in the process of acquiring an additional location mm -hmm. and are expecting to finish the legal process in the next two weeks. We employ roughly 100, 170 team members mm -hmm. throughout the group during the peak season. Um, the first seminar we attended was how to sell your pizzeria for top dollar, which um, yeah. I believe Scott Sandler led that. Yeah. He said it, it gave us some insight and ideas for the future. Absolutely. And then uh, he goes on to talk a little bit more, more about their business. But it it's always cool to me when we hear from someone who, who attended a seminar at one of the shows and then they they reach out to us and let us know that that seminar was really helpful to their business because that's yeah. the whole reason the educational programming at Pizza Expo and Pizza Pasta Northeast exist. Um, yeah. While we hope that you walk out entertained and had a little giggle here or there as well, our goal is not to entertain you. Our goal is to educate you. So it's mm -hmm. always good to hear from people who have have sat in on a seminar and said, Hey, I, I, yeah. I received real value out of this. That's really cool. And you know, that the subject matter of that, the one that they gravitated towards, you know, valuation, you know, what's my pizzeria worth? Those are things that I think young operators, new operators, people in their mid career, they don't think so much about, but they should, because the more you know about how valuable your pizzeria is and where it lies, you know, that goes straight into when you do your estate planning, which we've got somebody doing an estate planning right. article in the next issue. Mm -hmm. So, yep. um, so when you get to doing those things and, and trying to find out, you know, where your next levels are, you need to know where you're at. So valuation, uh, what's my pizzeria worth? You know, what can I sell my pizzeria for? Uh, knowing those things can help drive how your growth goes. So mm -hmm. if, if Absolutely. you know your pizzeria is worth this, this, and this, then you say, yeah. well, maybe I want to grow in this direction so that I can further that growth. Um, or Absolutely. maybe I don't want to, maybe I need to, maybe I'm hemorrhaging money in this way. So maybe I need to switch to Delco and do right. it, you know, in this manner. So I, I, I just love, uh, you know, Scott did such a good job with his pre presentation and he actually lived through that, of selling, yeah. selling a business. So, um, that's right. You know, that's what we try to do is bring people in that have a lot of knowledge base. You know, Scott is a business guy. He's, uh, you know, he's super knowledgeable on the finance and the number side of the pizza business. Um, so it just it, it it's great to hear that feedback. Yeah. And speaking of that topic specifically, Denise, mm -hmm. if anyone listening and watching this podcast wants to hop on to pizzatoday.com, we have numerous articles on Absolutely. What's my pizzeria worth? Preparing to sell your pizzeria if, mm -hmm. if you're looking to sell your pizzeria. So we have a lot of good content on pizzatoday.com, yeah. that realm. Yeah. 
maybe I'll do a nice little article where I'm just going to put everything together so that we'll link right to all those fun articles. Um, you know, what a great idea. We, we've done that um, with so the, the operator toolkit for national mm -hmm. pizza month. We've done it. We've done this before. Wouldn't be your first rodeo. I think yeah. it's a great idea. Yeah, absolutely. Just here to support and help. Yeah. Looking to grow your pizzeria or restaurant? Then you'll want to try the power of a cloud-based POS system. With Hunger Rush, you'll get everything you need. This fully integrated restaurant management system allows you to easily streamline operations, accelerate the delivery process, and grow your business through Hunger Rush 360 marketing. And it's so easy to use. Want AI-powered text ordering? It's built in. Need to track orders? No problem. Schedule a personalized demo at HungerRush.com today. Performance Food Service is proud to deliver high-quality products, innovative technology, and custom operational solutions to restaurants of all sizes across the country. The flagship division of Performance Food Group, with deep roots in the restaurant industry, Performance Food Service has been the exclusive distributor of the Roma family of brands for more than 65 years. This signature relationship has allowed Performance Food Service to become a leader in the pizza and Italian segment of food service nationwide. With extraordinary pizza cheese comes extraordinary rewards. Only Baccio Exceptional Italian Pizza Cheese offers the Gold Club Rewards Program with monthly cash back on every cheese purchase. Members also receive funds twice a year to use in their exclusive marketing store. It's their way of saying grazie to customers. Schedule a demonstration at BaccioCheese.com slash hot slice and discover how rewarding Baccio Exceptional Italian Pizza Cheese can be. Pizza is your legacy. Build it with Baccio. So here's a good one too. This came from um, Drew Butler in Culver City, California, who owns Market Pizza by Drew Butler. Now, mm -hmm. my understanding is that that uh, Drew that that there's there's a farmers market in Culver City, and mm -hmm. that happens to have a pizza oven, and that Drew is utilizing the pizza oven at the farmers market. Okay, um, that's my best understanding. So. He says, for the last six months, I have operated Market Pizza by Drew Butler, and mm -hmm. it has been life-changing. As a longtime home cook, I never wanted to make my passion into a profession yeah. for fear of turning it into work. <laughs> I'm sure we all know the saying, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah. Absolutely true. I'm doing what I love, and my customers are loving my pizza. The plethora of positive feedback, that was a mouthful, Drew, has filled my tank abundantly, more than anything else I've ever done before. I now yeah. live for it, and it has made me very happy. Yay. He goes on to say, of course, any business owner knows it is hard work with long hours, but I'm now training my son. He is improving rapidly as a pizza maker mm -hmm. to work beside him is a highlight of parenting. Really, it's a highlight of my life, truly. The yeah. pizza world has amazing people. It's an amazing community. And it even has amazing consumers. It's a fantastic industry that I'm blessed to be part of. Thank you for everything you do. I was a sponge last year at Pizza Expo. Um, last time I was a rookie, but now I'm a pro. Thanks for the help. Oh, he caught the fire. That's awesome. <laughs> really cool. So he, he came He came to Pizza Expo as a, as a rookie. He yeah. took over the pizza oven in this market. He's now training his son. He's yeah. he is selling pizza professionally, and 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 now now he's a pro, and he's he's happy. He's loving it. He's loving the industry. He's loving life. And that was a real feel good story. That when I read this email from Drew, 
that was, you know, I got, I got the warm, fuzzy tingly yeah. inside feeling. I, I was like, all right, this is what the pizza industry yeah. is all about and what it's meant to be. And there are so many people coming into the industry, just like Drew, like coming in, um, defining how they do pizza in their own way. Um, which I just had somebody reach reach out to me about their pop up uh, on on Instagram. Um, they're doing pizzeria pop ups in I think Brooklyn. Um, but uh, so being able to set your own entry into the field where you don't have to designate, open a brick and mortar, invest that huge amount of capital right from the get go to yeah. see to test the market on your actual product, and the fact that he can do that on a on somebody else's oven like that's that's it's, pretty good <laughs> yeah i mean we have seen over the years instances where someone um they either wanted to get into the pizza business and have a mm -hmm. brick and mortar but didn't have the capital and mm -hmm. so they started with a food truck yeah. or maybe a brick and mortar was never their goal they just wanted a food truck yeah but then they got so busy out of the food truck that they're like, okay, to grow now, we've got to go into brick and mortar. But point yeah. is we've seen numerous instances. We've mm -hmm. talked to numerous people who begin with a food truck and now have a busy, high volume, high performing brick and yeah. mortar location. And I wonder if um, Drew will be following that path yeah. just instead of out of the food truck, out of the farmer's market, will, will he go from a farmer's market to a brick and mortar location? Will he go to yeah. a food truck, a, a mobile unit, and then a brick and mortar? Will he always just stay happy and content making pizza at the yeah. market. You know, that's up to Drew, but either way, he's, he's loving it. And, and I love that. That's really yeah. cool. I, I do. I love that. But now with, with the ways that you can sell pizza, you can literally sell pizza from, I mean, depending on your health codes and, and right. you know, getting those permits and doing the things right by law in your area. Let me preface that. Right. Um, but as long as you're following the letter of the law, but you can almost sell pizza about anywhere because with online ordering, pre-ordering, you know, and even venue ordering. So um, three of the breweries I go to locally have uh, pizza in them and you just use your QR code and order the pizza and it arrives at yep. your table. So I'm drinking my little uh, my little samplers of uh, my little samplers of beer and I've got my pizza in front of me and I'm all set. <laughs> so like people are doing it in a number of ways. So uh, pizza is being able to expand or I should say the uh, the specialty pizza market, you know, the uh, you know, we've seen a lot of wood fired pizza or, um, you know, or electric deck stone. Yep. Um, those types of pizzas coming out. So it's it's kind of, it's an exciting time in pizza where you're wondering, you know, where the market will sit between brick and mortars and yep. the other avenues out there to make pizza. Like where where are they and how do they fit into the, like it's an interesting thing for us to watch as, as you know, somebody that gauges the industry and sees what's happening. It is, and with that in mind, Denise, we're mm -hmm. going to get to the bottom of some of that with our upcoming yeah. industry report that, that we are about to embark upon. We did our inaugural report last year. Yes. Um, I have to give major kudos to you because you and I, for, for many years, wanted wanted to do one and just mm -hmm. obstacle after obstacle and challenge after challenge presented itself and it never quite happened yeah. and stars aligned last year we were able to pull it off 
you took that football, you pick it up, you sprinted the full 100 <laughs> yards with it. That's you, what I do. You I dance tirelessly, and then you did the <laughs> touchdown dance because you killed it. But this report was, it was, um, it was vast. We asked yeah. a lot of questions, and we really got to the bottom of what was going on, what the state of the United States pizzeria industry reflecting uh, was reflecting. And um, we're 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 doing we're doing it again. We yeah. are coming up on the survey period rapidly. You and I are yeah. in August the process of formulating our questions and figuring out mm -hmm. what we're going to ask and 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 kind of where we're going to take it for this year. But it won't be long before the email goes out and the survey is in the hands yeah. of the people and then we sit back and we wait on all that information to come in yeah and let me just say right now to everyone listening whether you are brick and mortar whether you are um you know you have a food truck whether you're a pop-up if you have a question that you think should be on that survey you took the survey last year and you're like denise why didn't you ask this question email me the question because i want to know what what do you want to know about other operations? What do you want to know about pizzerias that are that are what they're doing all over the country? You know, what are those things that that would be helpful for you and growing your business? Yeah, that's what I'll say. So email me. You know, I said my email, but I'll do it again. dgreer at pizzatoday.com. And and we learned so much. I mean, Denise, we, we are um, as as young and beautiful as we both look. <laughs> We are grizzled. We've been around veterans. the block. <laughs> We've been around the block. We've been in synergy for a long time. I'm in my 23rd year. You're in your about 14th year, which again, for someone who looks 21 years old, we, I mean, we're, yeah, you know, sure, sure. we're, we're, we're killing it. We, we've been around the block. We've been in this yeah. industry for a long time. We know this industry inside and out by virtue of all the in-depth talks we have with pizzeria owners. And having said that, we learned so much. Yeah. just by parsing the survey data last year. Absolutely. And the survey is just, I mean, let's put it this way. I could probably put out 60 more reports based on, yes. based on the information mm -hmm. that's available in yeah. that survey. Like it is so vast. And luckily we're, we're going to be able to do more things this year with it. I've got, I've got a lot more plans for what's happening with the, the information this year. And so what's really exciting about it is now we have a comparative now we have comparative data. So we have the first year information. So now yes. year two is when we can get really down to the nitty gritty and talk about how things have changed within one year. So we're going to see, you know, where labor costs have changed, you know, how pricing has changed, how rate different rates uh, throughout yes. the industry have changed, you know, cost of goods, uh, things like that. We can actually look at that and say, okay, this year it's higher, it's lower, it's yep. it's whatever. We can have we have that real information from operators around the country. So we hope that everyone participates. The more participation we get, the better the survey data is. Yeah. And and I'm with I'm probably most excited about that as well, the comparative data, because I don't expect in one year for there to be too much change, nothing too no. massive, nothing too crazy. No. But what we're going to find as we do this long enough, you know, five years down the road, things are going to look drastically different, Yeah, um, you know, and when exactly is that turning point going to hit? Like we, we know right now that Tavern Pizza is having its day in the sun and, and mm -hmm. uh, Detroit style is still having its day in the sun. Yeah. Um, but five years from now, 
what's what's going to what style is going to yeah. happen today in the sun then um, you want me to make a guess because you know you know how i like to guess things all right, and all right. it Hang ends on. up coming Hang to fruition on. right all right crystal ball <laughs> nope Let's i don't go. i don't have a five-year i can't i can't i can't go <laughs> out five years i just can't i can't but i will say that pan is continuing to have its moment all the pan varieties are continuing to shine people are loving the that crispiness of the edge of the pans like it's just pan is people are loving pan i mean i just talked to um peter with uh vinnie's uh vinnie's pan pizza last week mm -hmm. and that pizza was actually a bar pie put into a pan so like wow. i think innovation is the biggest thing i, I don't think you're gonna see like specific styles rising i can i think you're going to see adaptations of styles you mm -hmm. know what i mean like like changing things up doing things differently i think that's what i think that's what a lot of young and new pizza makers are wanting to do is they're wanting to put their own spin on it so they're you know introducing their own flowers they're introducing you know they're you know the different types of blends their you know uh their fermentation process uh you yeah. know what if they're using sourdoughs or not using sourdoughs, you know, room temperature rise versus refrigeration, you know, they're, yep. they're just changing yep. things up to, to be unique and, unto themselves. Right. And, and, and the, and the cooking source and the style of oven um, yeah. you know, comes in waves because it wasn't that long ago where the craze was wood burning oven, wood burning oven, wood burning oven. Yeah. And then it was, and then let's go back, let's go back to a gas fired deck yeah. oven and yeah. let's, let's move, you know, and that's always going to, going to, to change and come in and out. Now, don't get me wrong. Those, those ovens are always going to be popular. All, mm -hmm. all those ovens are always going to be popular. Yeah. There's always going to be a place for wood, a wood burning pizza. There's always going to be a place for a, for a rotating deck oven. All those, yeah. all those are always going to be here. Yeah. But it, but you see that the trends where it goes to from this style of pizza, or maybe yeah. it's a thicker, thicker pizza with a longer bake and, and it needs a different cooking surface. And then here comes the, the thinner pizza that cooks really, really hot. And, it's, and now it's wood. And it's so, you know, whether it's Neapolitan in Vogue or whether it's a New York style or a tavern mm -hmm. or whatever, you know, hey, maybe the, maybe the upside down pie is going to have. I love that upside day. down pie. I, I still think too. about that Tony's upside down pie oh, that I had yes. that one time. Yes, with the I sauce know. on top. That thing was amazing. Maybe um, that's going to have have its have its day in the sun. And yeah, you, I, I hope it, somebody, everyone out there, try doing an upside down upside down pie. Just just try it. Just just make it. We've got a recipe on pizzatoday.com. Maybe I'll put it in the show notes. And if you go in there and try it. Tag us on social media. I want to see what yours looks like because I want to drool over them. Man, I'm just realizing, Denise, what an opportunity I missed. The Atlantic City show, we've got the Artisan Bakery East paired up with Pizza Pasta mm -hmm. Northeast. I love the upside down pizza. Uh -huh. and my favorite cake that my wife and my sons give me every year on my birthday is pineapple, pineapple upside down cake. And I missed a real opportunity by we should have done a demo where we sh where we have tony g come make an upside down pizza and then we have chef mitchie come make a pineapple pineapple upside down cake uh -huh. i'm kicking myself i screwed up yeah. there maybe well, next you know that john judicans <laughs> made an upside down pineapple pizza uh, yes on pizzatoday.com yes, so yes, i'll find yes. that one too and put that in the show notes because that one was really good too um unique very unique 
But very uh, unique. Really, so really we need good. to get to pizzatoday.com, kids, for two things. We need to read up on John Gutekant's uh, pineapple upside down pizza, and we need to check out the uh, how to value how to determine what your pizzeria is worth. There are yeah. two great articles on pt.com you need to get to yeah. now. And and don't worry, we'll put that in the show notes. You'll 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 have a link right to it. So all yeah. right. So what do we have next, Jeremy? You, this is, you've got this more. is the you know, it's so funny, Denise, that you that you brought up John Gutekanst because our last <laughs> our last letter is about none other than the one and only Johnny G. All so, right, the headline headline writer extraordinaire, the award-winning headline writer. Yeah, this comes from Ian Gerfield, Ian's Pizza Madison, Wisconsin. It's short and sweet. There's really no no question, just a brief uh-huh. comment. But it's just, hey, I've really been enjoying John Gutekind's columns on dough in Pizza Today magazine. Yeah. Well, you know, Ian, you're not alone, my friend. Yeah. We're really enjoying it it as well. John is, um, John is unique. He's, he's got a, got a fine, he's got a military background. He's got a fine dining background. He cut his chops in some great restaurants in Chicago. He's been everywhere. Um, We had him as a keynote speaker at pizza and pasta Northeast in Atlantic city. And we got to really hear some great stories about, you know, what was it? Johnny cash. I've been everywhere, man. Is that Johnny G's been John, John Goodykans has been everywhere. He's done everything. He is, he's creative. Uh-huh. Um, he experiments. He's not afraid to fail. He mm-hmm. will try. He will try French fries and tater tots and ketchup on a pizza. <laughs> he He'll will. try anything. He'll try anything. And uh, but so when when he started doing some some um, dough articles for us, it just his his passion and his knowledge yeah shines through, and it never ceases to amaze me either. He, Absolutely. He's, he's, well, and as 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 his editor, I edit his articles, and he'll say he'll say Denise, do you want? He's like he's like you don't want me to go you you don't want me to go down the rabbit hole and get real deep into this. He's like no, I really do. I want you to go. I want you to go deep into the subject. I want all of the I want all of the dough geek talk. I want it all. I was like I want to see more of that. Um, so uh, so he loves it because I'll just I'll just let him go. Now sometimes his articles come in really really long but then we can divide it out into two articles if we need to (laughs) like i said he's not afraid to fail he will experiment i'm waiting i mean he look he's i'm waiting on him to say i flew to south america i trekked by foot for a fortnight deep into a mayan jungle where i had to fight (laughs) off spiders and and uh piranhas and and all sorts of beasts and i barely made it out alive but i came out alive from the jungle with this one little ingredient right here that I found and, <laughs> and, and I'm going to put it on a pizza. And it's like, John, what are you doing? <laughs> and that's, that's John. That's his excitement, his enthusiasm for trying new things. Yeah. I love it. And he's actually a forager too. So that yes, you can, if you follow him on his Instagram, you'll see a lot of his, uh, his foraging oh. and then you'll see him go back into his kitchen and incorporate some of that foraged food into his, into his dough recipe ideas. So it's kind of so, it's kind of fun. We're we're in Italy. We're in Parma, Italy, in about 2018, maybe mm-hmm. five six years ago. And John disappears for the day. Comes in the next day <laughs> with a backpack. Look what I've got! Opens <laughs> up the backpack, pulls out the biggest 
dirtiest truffle you've ever seen in your life. I mean, the thing's <laughs> massive, you know, oh, wow. you know, they go out. I, I'm not, I, my understanding is sometimes dogs, sometimes pigs, and I'm not sure what they and were using. But they, yeah. out, they, they sniffed them up, they dug mm. them up yeah. and you know, they're expensive. Um, yeah. Truffles. Expensive. You, this is a big boy. I mean, this is a big one. It, it, it It's value is Hope Diamond here. All right. Mm -hmm. it, it's a big yeah. boy. And he's like, oh, you got to try this. And he's like, literally breaks a piece off. It's got dirt all over it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm not putting, I, I, full disclosure, as you know, I, I don't like truffle that well. Yeah. I can't stand truffle oil. I don't like the smell um, of it. Know. And I don't like the taste of it when it's drizzled on my pizza. That's just me personally. <laughs> right. So he's like, oh, here, take a, take a big bite of this. And it's this big, muddy disaster of a thing that I'm not about <laughs> to put in my mouth, but he was very proud of it. No doubt. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. So he, uh, his last article, he, he hit a home run with that one. That it yes, was, it was amazing on the crumb structure. So, which he called the guts of the pizza, which I the thought guts. was fun. And mm -hmm. we even brought him onto the podcast a couple of weeks ago to, to talk about it. So if you haven't listened to that podcast, you definitely should. Uh, and you should read that article. Now I can, hint and tell you there's going to be an upcoming article in i don't know maybe august or september on thin and crispy thin and cracker mm, there thin we go cracker crusts so uh he he had pitched that idea to me and i'm like go yes go <laughs> yes my mouth is watering yeah exactly because yeah. that's right up our alley since we're midwest we're like all about the thin and cracker <laughs> that's right that's right well yeah. hey so i want to say thanks to uh ian Brenda, Tyler, and Drew. I think I covered yeah. the four that we read. Uh, thanks for your messages into us. Um, we we get a lot of messages. We 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 just can't answer them all, all on a podcast. But we mm -hmm. will we will do this again sometime. We we it's something we periodically do. So we will do it again Absolutely. sometime. So feel free to dgreer at pizzatoday.com, Jay White at pizzatoday.com. Stay in touch with us. Let us know what is on your mind. Right on. Okay. Well, let's just close it out then. Uh, you know, this is a this is just such a fun show. I love being able to just yeah. sit and, and talk about the me subjects too. that that we get to dive into every day. Um, yeah, me too. So get out there and experiment around and let us know what you're doing because we really want to know. And we'll catch you on the next episode. 